we are going to do this evening, talking about the Lord. Amen. We know that one person doesn't like it because he doesn't like it, so let us be proud to talk about it Amen. and to make him ashamed of himself. Amen. Praise be to God. Thank you, brother. Thank you, musicians. Thank you for the special. And thank you for those who are working in the, in the dark room. We don't see them, but... They are working, and thank you for all the prayers and to make this service happen. Thank the Lord for speaking to our heart on Wednesday. Amen. I'm sure you enjoyed the service and speaking to our heart again this morning. God is always faithful. You just need to have that attitude of humility and meekness because God, God hates an arrogant spirit, but likes a humble heart. May God continue to make us more and more like him. If himself could humble himself and be called a meek, and he said, blessed are those who are meek in the spirit. We want to be those who are meek in the spirit. Amen. I invite you to go to the word of God in Luke 17. I'm already there, so I'll just wait for you. Luke 17, familiar scripture, 28:30. The Bible says, Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they build it. By the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And we are in the day when the Son of Man has been revealed. Amen. So this promise is, is, pertains to us and we cherish it so much. Luke 19:44, just a few pages over. Luke 19:44, it says, "And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee." The disciple asked a question to Jesus, and Jesus is answering. It says. I'm repeating it, and, and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knowest not 
the time of thy visitation. May God bless his word. You can have a seat. Let's pray that God anoint these few words. I'd like to talk to you this evening about a thought, share with you a thought. Just put the title of it, The Day of the Visitation of the Angel. Because we are living in the time of the visitation. Living in the time of the visitation. And we thank God that God has visited us. Amen? Amen. Living in the time of visitation, I'll just... Uh, so I need to put a title to it. Maybe I should have put the principle on, of the visitation. Because I'll try to talk a little bit on the aged part. But I also want to talk a little bit just one aspect of it that spoke to my heart. Because of uh, the situation, maybe over here, just to draw attention to one thing and just to, just to encourage the bride to stay on that principle because that principle has not changed and that principle we want to continue to be on that principle because it's a blessing for the bride. Not recognizing the time of the visitation always bears grave consequences. When God visits a people and the people don't receive him or don't recognize that visitation, it always brings consequences, always brings bad, bad consequences. But when the people receive this visitation and recognize the gift that God has sent, it is a golden age for that, for that time, for that people. And thank God that we believe that we are part of that golden age because we have received the visitation of God in our time. Amen. But wherever there is, a, there is no, that visitation is not received, they say there is bad consequences we see for Jerusalem. We see that it was completely destroyed after the general Titus, I think, who came after 70 years. He came and destroyed Jerusalem. It was because they didn't receive their visitation. They didn't recognize the time of their visitation. They didn't put it aside. They didn't recognize what's happening. And we see in the time of Lot, they didn't recognize also the time of the visitation. They didn't receive him. They didn't receive. And the world was in a certain condition. As we know, Sodom and Gomorrah were completely destroyed by fire. And I believe it's going to happen also in our time because people have rejected the message. People have rejected the word of God. And there is nothing else that is stayed behind but judgment. But Abana will say, I'm paraphrasing him, says, America deserves to be destroyed because if God doesn't destroy America, then he will be obliged to, he will be obliged to apologize to America. He will be obliged to apologize rather to Sodom and Gomorrah because America is also, dis, as re, America has refused or rejected the visitation. They have rejected the voice of God. They have rejected the visitation of the angel. And God, when God visits people, he visits in many forms. And one of the forms that God can visit the people, he can visit the people in the form of a prophet. When you see a prophet, God's visiting you, the God coming to you, the God coming to, to visit you, the God coming to respond to the need of that time. As we see in the time of Moses in the third and the first Exodus, it was God visiting his people. And the Bible says, I'm just 
want you to go to Egypt so that put a base here or foundation. The Bible says in Exodus 3.16, God speaking to Moses says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Remember, God gave the promise to Abraham that God is remembering his own promise and say, and thinking and God realizing that this is the time for my visitation to happen. So let me come and fulfill the same promise that I gave to Abraham. I will come now to my people to visit them and to set them free, to liberate them with my mighty hand. It was not Moses delivering the people. It was God coming to fulfill his own word, himself coming down, delivering the people. Amen. Even though they were in a time of persecution, even though they were in among a, a strong nation, nothing could stop God from fulfilling his own purpose, his own promises. And remember, remember, God, nothing could, could stop God from fulfilling his own promises. And God realized that in order for me to accomplish my own promise, I need someone to work through. I need an instrument that can work through. And he used Moses to work through him. He used Moses to manifest what God intended to do. And God needs you and I in order for God to work. He needs your hands. He needs your, he needs your eyes. He needs your body. He needs your prayer. He needs your word. He needs you to stand upon the word of God. God created also a burden in the people to respond to that time that God was, he was God, God has already promised for that time, but God also created the burden the people to cry out unto God. God, may you, may you send us a deliverer. May you send us a deliverer. Look at your own promise. Remember your own promises. And because of that cry in the people and God also being determined to make his own word be fulfilled, nothing could stop the plan of God to be accomplished. When Moses came the first time and he knew he has been educated, he has been trained properly, he came, but I think the people were not already ready. But it came a certain time where God had to send him back with something different. Amen. And I will come to that. We have realized that to a time that we are living, we have spent 2,000 years without having a prophet. And people, the nations, don't know who a prophet is. Who a prophet is to God. But God has, has promised you and I that he will send us a prophet, that he will send us Elijah. That's why we are here. We are here because the message called us from different places and make us recognize who I really are. It's not because just a gathering, it's a part of one family. We recognize that we are one family. Amen. Although we go through this message, I would like to show you that when God visits, there is always an expected attitude, but also an expected result. It was in the time of fulfillment of God's promise, and God's promise had to create in them, and God, because of the promise of God to be fulfilled, God created in them a certain attitude, a certain burden. They are talking about that a couple of times. God created in them a certain, bold, a certain burden, a certain cry, and they cried unto God. But God also created in us a desire for something greater. Being an eagle, you have always desired something greater. God to speak to your heart. You are not satisfied of the things of the world. You are not satisfied of the, of the Hollywood gospel. You are not satisfied of the prosperity gospel. You wanted something real. 
prayer. You want something that wanted to talk to your heart. You wanted something that can build your faith. You wanted something that can help you to live above Laodicea. Amen. And God has responded to that burden inside. Has responded to that deep call of the seed inside of you. And God has sent you Elijah the prophet. Amen. God has mightily visited us to the point that the prophet could make a statement, I'm paraphrasing him again, God made a statement, God has more success in his ministry in the West than he had in the East. It shows that it's the same God who was used in the East, it's the same God who is being used in the West. It says God has visited in the same great way that he has more success, not in my ministry, but in his own ministry. Know that I have success, but God has success more in his own ministry because it's God doing the work. Notice that the visitation is not only for the prophet, the visitation is also for the bride. God has visited not only the prophet, but he has visited the bride. Amen. You see the story of Rebekah. As the Bible says, it's Rebekah. The Bible gave it to Eliezer. He says, I'm sending you, but remember the God, the angel that I serve, the God that I serve. That angel is going to go before you. That angel is the one who's actually going to do the work, and you are just going to follow the leadership of that angel. As, 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 as Eliezer is going, he's trusting not in himself, he's trusting in what the angel is going to do. And that himself, when he comes to the prayer, he's praying, God of my father Abraham, and he's praying, this, let the woman who will come, and he's praying that prayer. He's not relying on his own capabilities, not relying on his own ability, he's relying on what God can do. He's relying on what the angel will do. As he's praying and God has answered, to that prayer. It was actually God also speaking to Rebecca to go specifically at that time to respond. So there was, a, there was God dealing with Rebecca and God dealing with the prophet on the other side and the servant on the other side and both come and meet and God answering to the prayer. So for you and I, it's not Brother Barnum who called you as a man. It was God speaking inside of your heart and God has sent the prophet on this side and you you and the message that the prophet is speaking can come and meet and you can match together and know this is really fitting what I was needing inside of me. Amen. It's not a natural work. It is a spiritual work. Don't let the devil try to make you reason about the word of God. Trying to make things become by reasoning. It's a supernatural work that has started since God was dealing with your heart. The prophet says this. The angel of the Lord shall go before you. He will persuade her. He will persuade her in the time of decision. I like that. The angel of the Lord shall go before you. He will persuade her. Amen. So it's not only that Eliezer had to persuade her, it is the angel who has to persuade her, end of quote. So I encourage you this evening, in order for you to believe the message, he had, you have responded to the nod of the angel. You have responded to what the angel is talking to you, and he has persuaded you that this is nothing else but the truth. 
God also sent Moses, and when God sent Moses, he also gave him this instruction. I draw some of my notes, of my, of my thoughts of the angel of God, as the prophet has preached that message a couple of times. And in Exodus 23, it says, Exodus 23, Verse 20, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee in the place which I have prepared. Be aware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversary. The prophet will paraphrase this, this, quote, this, this, this verse here and paraphrase it says, but it, was, it wasn't just for Moses only, it was for all Israel. So that in the angel of the covenant, 64. I'm trying, I like that, that paragraph, the paragraph of the prophet, because that angel that was sent there, it was not only for the prophet, but it was also for all Israel. It was not only for the prophet, but it also for the bride. Amen. The same angel that met Moses, it was the same angel who had to lead Moses and who had to lead the children of Israel. It is the angel of the covenant. It is the pillar of fire that, you lead, that is leading. It is the same thing for us as well. The same angel who met Brother Bonham, it is the same angel who shall lead us into the millennium. The pillar of fire shall lead us into the millennium. The pillar of fire will not lead us to a denomination. It will not lead us to a church. It will not lead us to a certain person. It will lead us to the millennium. Amen. The prophet says, The angel performed the miracles. Moses never performed any miracle. The angel of God, in the message Moses 50, the angel of God in Moses performed the miracle. You see what I mean? The angel of the Lord was with him. The angel led them, performed the miracles. Now, God has always by all men through the scriptures, through all ages, has ordained that angels should guide the people. That was Moses, that were Daniel, and oh, how many more could we say all the way down. Someone was speaking to me here not long ago and said, but Brother Branham, not after the Holy Ghost is come, no angel guide the church. No guide individuals, no sir, said, it's the Holy Ghost that guides us. But when I'm response, that misunderstanding between angel and the Holy Ghost, that is an error. The angel led the church right on and still leading the church correctly. The angel is still leading the church correctly. The angel is still leading you, amen. Like I said at the time, sometimes it can be an accident and you, you, you are about to make an accident. The angel just come and raise your attention a certain way, move you, the, the, the drive wheel a certain way. It is the angel being there. The angel of the Lord is still leading the church. The angels of the Lord that are still in the business of leading the church, amen. That's why the prophet will say, it's not me doing the work. It is God doing the work. It's not me performing the supernatural. It is the angel performing the supernatural. I'm waiting for a certain being, a supernatural being to be here. Without that supernatural being, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm like any other man. I'm waiting for him to come and intervene. Let me tell you, in order to be overcomer here in this last age of Laodicea, you need the angel of God to be working in your life. He has to be intervening. You cannot work on your own. We are just relying on the same pillow of fire to come and intervene on 
behalf. Let him lead. Let him guide. Let him stand before us. It was not me who did those things. I was just standing there. The prophet says again, and I like this quote many times, I repeat it, but it's so, so powerful. The anointed ones at the end time. I wasn't one that appeared down on the river. I was only standing there when he appeared. I'm not the one that performs these things and foretells these things that happens as perfect they are. I'm only one that's near when he does it. I was only a voice that he used to say it. I wasn't what, it wasn't what I knew, it's what I just surrendered myself to that he spoke through. Amen. It isn't me, it wasn't the seventh angel, oh no. It was the manifestation of the Son of Man. That's why we can say that promises that he promised that it shall be the same way as it was in the time of, of Lot and Abraham. The same thing shall happen now because we are living in a time of the manifestation of the Son of Man. He continues and say, it wasn't the angel, his message. It was the mystery that God unfolded. It's not a man, it's God. The angel was not the Son of Man. He was the messenger from the Son of Man, from the Son of Man. The Son of Man, the Son of Man is Christ. He's the one that you are feeding on. The message is not a man mentality or man or theology. It is the Christ that you are feeding on, the Son of Man. You are not feeding on a man. A man, his words will fail. But you are feeding on the unfailing body words of the Son of Man. And if you haven't, if you haven't fed fully on every word to give you yourself strength to fly above all these denominations, the things of the world, will you at this time do it while we pray? So I recognize that in order to live above all the things of the world, you need to be feeding upon the Son of Man. Your strength comes from what you are feeding on. Your strength comes from what you are living on. Your strength comes from what the inside is feeding on. The Holy Spirit feeds only upon the Word of God. Amen. Are you with me this night? This night? That's why we pray. People are not coming to me to see me, but are coming to you, God. It's not about him. It's about God. As long as you are listening to the voice of that angel, the angel will take care of the rest. That's what he promised you. The angel will take care of the rest. You just make sure that you hear and obey his voice and that you don't provoke him. And you then, then he will take care of the rest. He will pardon your transgressions. Amen. He will, he will lead you. He will lead you. He'll, make, he'll, he'll become an enemy to your enemies. He will become an adversary, an adversary to your adversaries. He will take care of the rest as long as you are obeying the voice of that angel. Oh, God, may you help us to obey the voice of that angel. Don't let us to get away, not to the left, not to the right. Help us to stay in the middle of the road, listening to the voice of the angel. You hear the voice of the angel. You hear the voice of the vocal voice of Brother Barnum. But behind that natural voice, there is a voice of God speaking. There is a voice of God shaking. There is a voice of God preparing the bride for the rapture. Exodus 13, 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. 
to go by day and night. He took not away the, the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. God is determined to lead the people. He's not taking the pillar of fire. He's not taking the cloud. He's leading the bride all the way to the millennium. He has promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you to the end of the world. Nothing shall, fors- nothing shall shake you up because if you obey my voice, I will be an adversary to your adversary an enemy to your enemies. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I will send fear in front of you and I will scatter all your enemies. I will scatter enemy and make you possessor of the land. Those promises in type, they're still a reality for the bride because the first exodus is a type of the third exodus. Amen. The prophet didn't have a painted pillow of fire. It was a fresh pillow of fire that he had before him. I like the description of, I like the expression of the prophet that he says, in that, does God ever change his mind about his word? Listen to what the prophet saying. And Moses right in the middle of duty with a fresh pillow of fire before him every day. How many desire a fresh pillow of fire before them every day? When you wake up, Lord, I don't want to walk without a pillow of fire walking before me. A fresh pillow of fire every day. Not a painted experience. I want a new experience with you every day. I want to be refreshed in my experience with you every day. I want to know you more. Amen. Going to repeat this quote of the prophet. Now I'm going before you. I'm going before you. I'm going to send my angel. He's going to be in a pillar of fire. I'm going to send him before you now as a pillar of fire. And he leads you. A pillar of fire so big like a pillar. A pillar of fire shall go before you to lead you. I am will be in that pillar of fire. Now the brother Barnum and to you who are so steady and knows this truth. Do you know that the same pillar of fire is with us tonight? You remember having his picture taken down yonder and how it swept across the world. The same pillar of fire that followed Moses back then in the burning bush. Amen. Saying like that in Israel and the church. Moses had, end of quote, Moses had the right training, as we know. He had the right training. He had the right education. He had the right mother. He had all the things from Egypt. He had everything that he could have. But he lacked something real in order to deliver the people. And remember what Moses lacked, the burning bush had it. The thing that Moses lacked in order to overcome the fear that he had, it was what the burning bush had. Amen. I'm not, trying to be, I'm not trying to be negative here, but I want to make a statement here. Being raised in the message is not enough if you don't have that experience of the burning bush. Having being in a message church is not enough if you don't have that experience of the burning bush. Each one of us needs to come to that experience of the burning bush. You need to meet the pit of fire individually. It needs to become a revelation to you individually. That's the only thing that can cast away fear. Because Moses couldn't return unless he had that experience. What he lacked, he found it in the burning burning bush. We want that burning bush experience. The same thing as the disciples. They couldn't go outside before they received the Holy Ghost. They need to have the Holy Ghost. The same Peter was running away after he had experience of of the burning bush, experience of the pillar of fire, experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then he could come out and proclaim the message. In order for you to prophesy again, you need that burning bush experience. 
prophet says, what we need is a burning bush experience. One man get down before God and meet him face to face. We need a challenger today like we had in that day. What we need is a man and woman who has met God and know what they're talking about. Not somebody trying to teach from some church book or some open theology. The book needs to become life. The life that is in the book has to become part of you. You can't learn the message enough just by the learning that intellectually it has to become life. What we need, God, make it more and more real to me. Make it more and more real to me, Father. What we need, continue, continue, prophets. What we need today is a man that's been in the presence of a burning bush, has been born again, changed and made a new creature, that a type of person we need today, that a kind of person will stay on the firing line, regardless of what comes or goes. Kadesh Barnea. What's the experience? Moses, take off your shoes. Come with reverence, like we heard this morning. Meekness. Come with reverence. Take everything of the world. Take your own shoes. Take your own thought. Take your own theology. Take your own ability. Let me have to deal with you in a personal way. I will change you. I will make you my messenger. I will send you without fear. Something will go before you. Amen. Oh, Lord, may you take all our, all our human thinking and may you give us God thinking. We need a meeting with the angel. It is the time of visitation. This is the time of visitation. God is giving you the opportunity to meet him, to meet the angel. We need a meeting with the angel like Jacob had a meeting with the angel. Jacob couldn't have overcome himself. He was struggling. He had everything. He had only the blessing. He had the blessings. He knew that the blessing was upon him, but he didn't have yet that personal experience with God until he had to meet the angel and wrestle with the angel. Don't leave me unless you bless me. I will not leave you unless you bless me. I want you to bless me. That's what each person needs. You need an assurance. You need something real in the heart. Those who are not born again, let me tell you, I encourage you, cry unto God. God, fill me with more of you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I realize I cannot live above the things of the world without the Holy Ghost. You need to be determined. Jacob was determined. And because he was determined, God answered to his prayer. God is already determined. You need to be determined as God is determined. Amen. Sorry if I'm shouting, but. The prophet says, he prevailed with the angel. He wrestled with him and said, I'll not let you go until you bless me. Hey, you want a spiritual name tonight? Just get, get a hold. Just get a hold of the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I'm not going to leave this tabernacle till you bless me. Things will go, will look different when you leave. You just be as determined as Jacob was, you will get a blessing. End of quote. In this time of the visitation, many people are letting the angel go. In this time of the visitation, with the message in our houses, we let the angel go. It's already God's grace that he has visited us, 
but as we did for Jacob. But many people are letting the angel go because they are afraid of the change of walk. They're afraid of the change of walk that will be visible to others. Remember, after Jacob had met the angel, his walk was changed. He was a different person. He was walking in a different way. The people are afraid of the new birth, or they're afraid of what will happen to them. But we desire more of God. We want him to make himself real to us more and more. We don't want to rely on our background. We don't want to rely on our culture. God, change my thinking. Give me your thinking. The kingdom of God is for those who wrestle with the angel. As Jesus said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Actually, Lord, give me victory upon my mind. Give me victory upon my flesh. Let the flesh be subject to the word of God. Let my mind be subject to the word of God. Let every promise of your word be made real in my life. Amen. Read what the prophet says. I have so many quotes, but please give me time to say. People are afraid of the new birth. They are afraid of it. Any birth, I don't care what level it's on, it's a mess. You take it to your own yonder in a pig pan, or any birth makes a mess. If it's in, if, if it's in a pig pan, pan and, and just keeping something, but you understand what it says. It says, I'll never ask God. It wouldn't do no good to try to bring the new birth to my level. I want to meet God's level of the new birth and receive it. I don't care what I have to do. Someone said, long, said not long ago, I'm afraid to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm afraid it make me speak in tongues like them others. I don't care if I spoke in tongues, I talked in tongues, crowed in tongues or anything else. I want the Holy Ghost. That's the main principle. I don't care what level it is. I'll meet God on his level. What he wants to say is right. That is where I want to stand. Say, that new birth that changes a man, changes a woman, changes a new desire, changes the appetite. Wrestle with God until you can hold on until the blessing comes. Then God will change you like he did Jacob, supplanted to Israel, prince, the new birth. Amen. We want to meet God at his level, not our own level. We want to be cut to feet the dress, not to the dress to feed us the way we are. God, may you remove, circumcise our heart in order we fit your dress, the dress of the Holy Ghost, instead of fitting our own dress, our own desire. Amen. What is the, what is the, the level that God is bringing us? The level that God is bringing us is the level where we have to go yourself and meet the angel and have a personal relationship with the angel. You have to go individually and take the little book from the angel and eat the book from the angel. You have to have a personal relationship with the angel. Amen. That's where the battle is. That's where the wrestling of Jacob is. That's where the changing of spiritual name is. We need to go and take the book from the angel. Amen. Amen. The prophet says, who is this Melchizedek? 
Jacob wrestled all night and wouldn't turn him loose until he blessed him. That's right. Battle for life. And after the battle is over, God gives you of himself. That is, is his true communion. The little bread and wafer just represent it. You shouldn't take it unless you have wrestled it out and become part of God. Remember, this time the communion had never been instituted, not until before the death of Jesus Christ, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later. But Melchizedek, after his child, after his child Abraham had won the victory, Melchizedek met him and gave him wine and bread and showed that after this earthly battle is over, we will meet him in the heavens and take the communion again. So it was a type of what will be having. Abraham had to meet Melchizedek and Melchizedek had to give him communion. He had to give him part of himself. It was a, it was a talk. It was a conversation. It was a conference between Abraham and the enemy. Abraham and Melchizedek himself and talking and then Melchizedek gave a part of himself to Abraham. Amen. In the top again, the prophet will go deeper in that message showing that the same thing we will not, Abraham didn't, he met Melchizedek when he was on the way to go home. We won't go home, we, will, we won't go home unless we meet Jesus Christ in the airs first. Amen. I don't want to go that better. Abraham looked for a city which had foundations, which had foundations whose builder and maker is God because he has met Melchizedek. Let me say this. A Christian can never have a desire, a longing for the rapture unless you meet Melchizedek yourself. It has to become, no matter how you speak, no matter how we say it, but it has to become a personal desire in your heart unless you meet Melchizedek yourself. There is no hope of the body change unless a person meets Melchizedek in the day of the visitation. There's no change of nature before you meet Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the one giving you the change of life. Praise be to God. In the presence of Melchizedek, Nothing is hard for the Lord. It's God himself asking Abraham, is there anything hard for the Lord? Nothing is impossible. Jesus is here. That's where we want to be, in the presence of the angel. Because in the presence of the angel, nothing is impossible for the Lord. In the presence of Melchizedek, you have the ability to intercede for your loved ones. Abraham did it for Lot. God came to Abraham and revealed what is going to happen. He was not revealing what's going to happen just, be, just in order to increase the knowledge in Abraham. He was coming and revealing to Abraham what's going to happen because he knew that Abraham had a desire. Abraham had a burden for his own brother. That's why Abraham's intercede could go in the, in the breach and start interceding for his own brother because God has revealed to him what's going to happen. God has revealed to us what's going to happen to this world. Now you have the place of Abraham. You need to start interceding for your loved ones. You need to start interceding for the people you know. Because other people can be only be touched by the word of God if they see your life. If they see what you're doing. And also if you are praying for others. Some of the people have never heard the message. But you praying for them. Something will happen on their side. As we heard this morning the sister is praying for her husband she's there she's interceding she knows what is happening but because she knows what's happening and she's the seed of God she can intercede for us 
brothers. The Bible says that God remembered, remembered Abraham and saved the Lord. He remembered the intercession of Abraham and saved the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'd like to touch the experience of Sarah. As this stove was just for the ground, I'd like to touch the of Sarah because this was what initially caught my attention. It's a visitation of God to Abraham and Sarah. In the days of visitation, I don't want to scare you, but the Bible has warned us, as it was in the day of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. We are living in the days of the manifestation of, of the Son of, of Man. But in this time, it is a time also of gross darkness. As what was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah, we can see the things that were happening there. Those things, it was a parallel of the things that we are living and seeing the world happening. And those things show that it's just the time of the manifestation also of the sun of darkness. I believe that hell gates are open now. I'm not exaggerating it, but I think hell, the gates of hell are now open. Hell is now on earth. Not exaggerating, if you read the soul that in prison, the prophet himself says, I was just in that mall, and the same thing that I saw in that vision when I was a young boy, I could see the same thing happening now. What is it? He saw the things so in hell arena happening on the earth. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, I'm not scaring you, but as you are walking, we are walking as people of agent of hell. People happening, things are, things are happening in the world now. This coming from the inspiration from hell. It is the visitation of the angel from hell coming on earth, trying, trying now to influence the people's mind, the people think. People have become insane, and becoming insane is not just by their own inspiration. It's the inspiration that comes from the pit, from the bottomless pit of hell that's coming surfacing now upon the earth, and we see all these things happening. Amen. That exactly like in the time of Lord, where the iniquity of the people had reached the face of the Lord, the fallen angels are using all their tactics in order to receive the bride. But we thank God that the elect will not be deceived. Amen. Not deceived because she's also being warned. Amen. Because in the time of the visitation of both realms, a Christian has us to walk on his toes. You have to be careful about the things that you mangle with. Because it's a time of visitation of the angel, can angel of darkness, angel of light as well. But the time you need to be careful and discern what is right and what is wrong. We're going a little bit on the dark path here, but just to make a parallel. The things happening that you need to be careful what, what kind of intruder you are opening yourself to. We are living in a time of life. Don't open your womb to anything that you hear, anything that you read. You need to be careful. You need to be, you need to be, you need to be discerning, putting aside thing that doesn't edify you making sure cutting off thing that doesn't edify you because it is a time of visitation you need to be careful amen, amen. the prophet preached the message the invasion of the united states the television the new gadgets they are the gates of hell from those demons to visit just a little clean fun, that's what we call it, and that's what it is. And the popular television screens, I'll say television screen, but of course we call the, the, the devices, screens, and different things. All these advertisements out there of whiskey and beer and smoking and stuff, it's the gate of hell. 
It may sound old-fashioned, but my young sister, my young brother, remember it is the gate of hell. The warning from the prophet thirsting of life, he says that it is the gate of hell. When the thing that you see, you need to have the mind of Christ. You need to have the filter. You need to make sure that nothing comes to visit you. You need to take those things away. No. Kick the television out. The setting. Kick the television out. It doesn't mean kick the television out and allow any other thing that comes from the device. What comes from the device, it's also connected to the same thing as the television. It's taking and, to, and taking drawing from the same source. You need to make sure from any gadget, any device where it comes from, you need to be able to say, this is not the spirit of God. This is the spirit of the enemy. And I should not be subjected to those things. I should not, be, I should not let myself be visited by those things. I'm a bride of God. I'm a son of God. I want to be visited by the angel of God, not the angel of hell. Because the angel of hell comes to influence your life. You might start with a small thing that is so innocent, but if you don't care, pay attention, that small things will get you on and get you on get you on you start having a certain attitude certain things it is the it is the gate of hell be careful what we let our children see through those gates of hell my heart bleeds when sometimes you see in the school program and different things even the videos intended oh these videos for games is intended for the children but whenever you go there, you see the language that they are using and different things. Sometimes a little bit of moment of inattention will leave our children watching something. And after that, he comes and he's saying something. Where did he learn that thing? Nobody uses that thing. And I was telling my wife, you know, you can't condemn any other person. This is time of lockdown. So anything he's learning, he's saying, he's saying from her house. He's not learning from something else. It, is, it means he's learning it in our house. It's not, you can't blame the school. There's no school this time. If you learn these things, it comes, he's learning in our house. What are we allowing to come into our house? Need be careful because it's blurring their mind. It's defiling their mind. Let, let our mothers and parents and all of us have that burden and live in our heart. Lord, I don't want my children to go through these things. I don't want them to be a slave to the things of pit of hell. God creating us that burden for our children, for our loved ones. Person might start with an innocent social media thing and some news, but if you're not careful, you might end up being completely addicted to it. You start with, you, you, how the Bible says, itching ears or itching eyes. You, you want to talk about certain things. You want to listen to certain things. You want to hear certain jokes. You, you, get, you get caught up in that web and long without you know it, you are completely outside. Oh God, I've been visited by different angels. Off in the heart of a person, a little bit of hatred or bitterness then it turns out into something bigger. It's a visitation of the enemy. Don't welcome those things. The Bible talks about the house that has been cleaned. Don't leave it unhabited. It needs to be habitated. Don't leave it without the person, God himself, being there continually cleaning the house. Amen. You need to be continually cleaning the house. Amen. 
Amen. This was just a sidebar I did, but it, it is as important as well just to remind us, remember what kind of gate you are opening because it's giving access to visitation from other angels rather than the angel of God. The good news is that the evening message has loose to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has come to visit us. We need to open up to the Holy Ghost. You can make your heart the dwelling place. You can make your house the dwelling place of God. You can make your heart the dwelling place of God. You can make your houses the, the visiting place. God can visit our house. God can visit your, 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 your heart. I remember the story of the six sisters, the two sisters. Just go. Are you still with me this evening? I remember the story of the two sisters who God prayed by Brother Banham. They were certainly touched by the angel of God when he was in church. But he left them for a while. And after two weeks, after certain weeks, those, those two sisters, one of them, let's just read what the prophet says it. We'll paraphrase it. And I think you know the story. At that word, the prophet says, 53, some time ago, a couple of women in the meeting, one of them had a stomach trouble on the platform. Lord, I don't know whether she's at the platform or in the audience somewhere. And anyhow, the word spoke out, that saved the Lord that you are healed. And told her to go eat anything she wanted. It. Watch then when she speaks. When he speaks, that's not me. It's that saved the Lord. And that's important to say that because Brother Banham cannot say that saved the Lord unless it has been inspired by the angel. So the angel was right there and says, that saved the Lord, you are healed. Let me say the same thing, you can be in church, the, the ministers, the ministers and angel, again proclaims that you are healed. Just stay with the word of God, continue. As we heard on Wednesday, you are free, you are free, and you claim, I am free. Don't stop there. Continue to claim, I am free. I am free. I am free. Oh, don't see results. Continue confessing, I am free. And so the woman went home to try to eat. And when she did, she liked to die, the prophet says. She just had an awful case of it. It went on for several days. And one morning, she felt something cool pass through her weeks later. And she began to eat. It was all right. And she went down to the street to tell her neighbor that had a big lump on her throat. And the Lord had spoken to her and said that she was going to be well. That saved the Lord. Then when she went out to see her, she found her neighbor just screaming to the top of her voice. The lump had just left her throat. So what happened, the prophet says? Here, what it is. The angel of the Lord who had spoke the word was coming through the neighborhood confirming his word. See? Sometimes you just don't get on a spur of, of the moment. Daniel prayed. The angel said it was 21 days, I believe, before it was right, before it got to him. Now we must remember it's God. But when God has said anything, it is the truth. Hold on right on to it. It's going to happen. If you are weakened, then unbelief will take over. So you just need to stay in the faith. God, I keep confessing your faith. I'm welcoming the visitation of the angel. I'm being ready for the angel to visit me at any time. Don't close the door to the angels. Amen. Because the angel will come and visit you. It is the time of the visitation. He will come and visit you. But in which state will he find you? Amen. 
Like Daniel, you stay with the world. The angel is on the way. Even though you don't see things visibly, he's still visiting you. I like the experience of... of, of, Let's read it together. I don't have read it, but I think I must have skipped it somehow. Genesis 18. Because I like the way the Bible says before I mention it. Genesis 18, 13, 14. Maybe I didn't give you, sister. Sorry about that. Genesis 18, 13. The Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of surety bear a child, which I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? As the time, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then we go to 21. And I will go down now and see whether they have done already according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the man turned her faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. I want to draw attention to Genesis 21, verse 1 and 2. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah, as he had spoken. Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son, a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. You see a parallel here. God had told Sarah, you know, I will come at a certain time, and I will visit you, and you shall have a son. The prophet says that it was the time of life. At that time, I'll come and visit you. But you remember that time when he came and visited Sarah. He didn't come in a visible way. He didn't come the same way that he was come there that he could see, he could see him and he could eat and he could spend time there. He came in a form that Sarah, that, you, that the Bible is not saying in a human form, but it was still the time of the visitation. And we have received this time in the time of manifestation of the Son of Man. It doesn't mean that the pillar of fire went back. The pillar of fire is still with us. The pillar of fire is still visiting us. The pillar of fire is still attending our churches. The pillar of fire is still attending our houses. The pillar of fire is there, maybe in the form that we don't see, but it's still there. Amen. That's why I want to say, even though you don't see it in the natural, but let me remind you, the pillar of fire is there. The secret in your prayer, when you're a secret in your prayer, when you're reading the word of God, when you're standing with God, the pillar of fire is there to make his word come to pass. One time in Jamaica, they were listening to the SEALs series, and the same pillow of fire came upon the tapes. They were playing just there, the tape, and the pillow of fire came. Let me remind you, sometimes we talk about oh, putting the tape into the background is not enough. Yes, it's not enough, but it creates an atmosphere. It's important to put two. If you have time, if it's not distracting you, put the tapes in the background. It creates the atmosphere. It makes you focalize on something. It makes you think about God. It makes you focalize on certain things. You, you know, if, even, you have, if, if, even if you, whatever you are doing, make sure that your thoughts are staying upon God. Amen. You might call it superstition. It's not superstition. It's drawing your attention to God. You put pictures of God. Put things. Put a cross in the car. Put something that 
reminds you about God. Don't let anything just be upon this. Brother Barnum was saying himself, he carries the, he, he carries the picture of, of the pillar of fire. He carries the picture of, of Jesus of Hoffman. Take something for God. Amen. I just want to read this quote. The American army has disclosed that they have a different, they have a task force for the U, uh, an identified flying object UFO to understand all the flying objects that they see. They can't deny it anymore. They're putting in the public, uh, they're putting in the public now that they see objects that they can't identify who they are. They're wondering what it is. What are those things? What are those flying, what are those flying objects? The prophet already warned us that those flying objects are investigating judgment angels. Because even Pentagon doesn't know what it is. As the children of God, we know that the angels of investigating the time, they're already here. We are in the time of the visitation of angels. Amen. It is the time now to welcome the supreme judge in our house. It's not the time not to leave the supreme judge outside. Welcome it in your house. Welcome him in your heart. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Because judgment is standing already at the door. We are the only one holding the judgment. Once the bride is taken, judgment is going to strike. I was just amazed when I saw that in the news that they're putting, they can't deny it anymore. They're putting in the past. They didn't want to make people to be afraid in the past, but now they're putting in the public to show that really what the prophet says, it's a reality happening. The visitation of the angel to Sarah was a type of the visitation of God to Mary because Sarah should have been the one producing the royal seed of Abraham. But because of a previous unbelief, she produced Isaac. But remember when the angel came to the angel came to Sarah, Sarah the angel came to Mary. Mary didn't have to doubt about the, the about how God can fulfill His own word. She just said, "Let it be done to me according to Your word." That's the testimony of the bride. Let it be done to me according to Your word. Father, I want the word of God to be born in the manger of my heart. Let it be done to me. Remember, when it, for Mary, she was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. She didn't have a sensation. You might not have a sensation. You might not have a sensation. But as you are receiving the word of God, God is doing the work in your heart. God is visiting his people right now. Amen. The visitation of God to Anna, to Hannah was not a visible, but God still visited her and she bore a child. God is visiting his bride as long as you are opening your womb to the word of God. God is visiting you. God is overshadowing you with his Holy Spirit as long as you are opening the womb to the word of God. I will come again in the last 15 minutes. To make my one-hour message. I'd like to come to the level where we are in the practical way. The prophet says, the unchangeable word of God. See what kind of a home an angel comes to. A home that keeps the commandments of God. A home of people walks upright before God. If you want the honor of an angel visiting your home, have a home ready for him to visit. Prepare them ready under the blood of the Lamb. 
The angel of the Lord come to such places. Notice, you can't walk with the world and expect God to walk with you. Angels won't visit you or nothing else but the world because you cannot mix God and the world together. They will not mix God's holy separate you from the world. The only way he will ever see you is when he looks through the blood. As I said the other morning, red through red looks white. He can't look through a creed. He can't look through a denomination. He can't look through a handshake or a water. He has to look through the blood. And when he looks through the blood, your red sins look white to him. The blood of Jesus Christ cleansed from all sin. As we heard the song saying, he can, the devil cannot cross the bloodline. We want the blood to cover us. We want him to look through the blood. Amen. It says again, look, will you take second place? You'll take second place. The God of heaven to a creature will take, you take second place? Yes, I'll take second place. Will you take third place? Yes, I'll take third place. Will you take fourth place? Yes, I'll take anywhere you give me. The prophet is putting the parallel. Any place you give God, he will take that place. When he comes to visit our houses, he has visited us in this age. We have everything that we have. But what place do you give him in our house? We put him whatever place. We, we take whatever place we give him. He never turns you down. He will come anytime. Any place you give him, it, if, it's up in the, if it's up in the attic, you don't want him in your parlor. When your friends come in, you go along in and talk about Jesus and kneel on the floor and let that be your main conversation. Talk about him. Pray. Thank him for what he has done. Testify to one another. Oh, no, that belongs to the, a bunch of jokes and carrying on. But when you talk to Jesus... You have to go up in the attic or somewhere or down in the basement, everyone in a white and speak to him. You can start to go. doesn't finish the sentence. God is just burning on your heart to want you to worship him, love him a little bit. You just figure out, well, I'll do it when I wash the dishes. And Miss Jones can call you up and say, Liddy, we're going downtown to do some shopping today, dear. Do you want to go? Oh, yes, I'll go with you. Then at night, when you jump in the bed and say, God, be good to me. Bless my mother and daddy and all them and jump onto bed. That's about the way we do with Jesus. Give him the last place. We, the prophet is saying here, he's cutting here and there, here and there. But what he's trying to say here, he's saying, basically, sometimes he comes and he knocks at your door. I want to spend a little time with you. And you, you, you hear that tag from sometimes, oh, I feel like I need to pray. But something comes on the way. No, don't, don't do now. You Do first this. Wash first with the dishes. Do it first. And you go caught up into that. And you forget and you forget, you forget. And all the time, oh, put in the mask. But when you hear that little tag, I'm visiting you. I want a little time with you. Oh, God, help us that we can just, Lord, I want to give you a little bit of time. I feel that desire. Let me put a little bit of everything aside. Just talk to you. Have a little bit of fellowship with you. God desires fellowship. Let us, God, help us to give him fellowship back. There will always come something coming on the way. Let's do this. Let's do this. We always have time for doing other things. But what about the time that you can give to God when he's visiting you? 
because it's the age and the time of visitation. Christians talk more about other things on the social media. It's more about jokes than they talk about Christ. They feel comfortable sharing jokes, but don't, don't feel comfortable sharing the quotes that gives perfect faith. They feel comfortable about sharing different things, but they don't feel comfortable sharing a song that can edify and help someone to come out of the blues and see that God still cares for him. And this is really the message I want to challenge you this night. As it is the day of the visitation, the Lord Jesus Christ is among us. We don't let us live under our privileges because we don't talk too much about him. We don't talk too much about him. Try to talk about him. Try to read about more about him. Try to think more about him. Try to feel more the impact of his visitation in our lives. You know, the prophet says in blood Bartimaeus, you know, that's the way to get God close to you. He think about him. Talk about him. Just keep Jesus. Don't talk about the things of the world. Talk about him. Don't talk too much about the corona, whatever that be. Talk about him. Don't talk too much about the election, whatever. Talk about Jesus. That's the way to do it. People may think that you are a little funny, but that's all right. It's for yourself. Just keep on. Let your conversation be about him. Some, oh no, this one always talk about the word. But what else do you want him to talk more? Let that person talk about the word. Let yourself talk about the word of him. But I can't talk to anybody about the word of God. Talk, about, talk to God about him. <laughs> oh, I don't have anyone to share with. Talk to him about himself. He likes you when you talk to him about himself. The evidence of the resurrection, 53. That's the reason it doesn't appear to too many of the church people today. They don't talk about him enough. The church, individuals, always talking about some big doings they're going to do, going on some big social party, some big picnic they're going on, or some big new thing that they're doing to do. Some of the societies... The church people, so burdened with society, still it hasn't got any room for Christ. The real Christ is always unladen of all these societies and turns everything to a prayer meeting. Those who know him and love him. Here he was. They were talking about him when he appeared. And if we would quit talking about our neighbors, quit talking about the hypocrites in the church, there's become a, oh, you see this, you see this, you see this. Talking about, talk more about Jesus. <laughs> Hypocrite will always be there. Those who leave the message will always be there. Those, don't, it's not you to talk about those people. Talk about Jesus. We've had more appearing. If, if we talk more about Jesus, we'll have more appearing of Jesus. But we are talking about the faults of the preacher. Talking about the faults of something else. Just talk about Jesus. There will be more things happen. That's the principle I wanted to say here. If you just talk, make yourself, Lord, I purpose myself to be talking more about you. I purpose myself to be talking more about the positive things of the message. You promised me that more things will happen. And I want the change in my life. 
I'm challenging you. I'm challenging myself as well. God, help me to talk more about the positive things of the message rather than the negative things. You promise that more things will happen. You will be appearing. I will be feeling more and more of you than before. Because we want more of God. It's the time of visitation. I'm still on my promise a few minutes. Now, when they were talking, he appeared. And when notice, when he appears, he doesn't begin to take sides with you. That's right. This one ought to be put out. This ought to have a new pastor. The neighbor done this wrong. No, he doesn't take side with you. The devil and God can't stay on the same place. We need to get rid of the devil. This is the way to get rid of the devil. The prophet is answering to that question, question and answers on the Holy Ghost. The Syrophoenician woman, the Greek actually, when she was, when Jesus said to her, said, it's not meat for me to, it's not meat for me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. She said, that's true, Lord, but the dogs under the table eat the children's crumb. He said, for this saying, the devil has left your daughter. Say good things then. Say something good about somebody. Talk about Jesus. Say something loyal, something real. That's the way to get rid of devils. He never said, he never prayed for the girl. He never said one thing about her being healed. He just said, for this saying, had you right the other day, she didn't ask for nothing. She was just sitting there, but she said the right thing, which pleased the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost spoke and said, had you right, ask anything that you will, whatever you got, you want. God will going to answer to that. You know the prophet one time, there was one girl, the one woman just comes to my mind now, might not take it right properly, but excuse me for that but she was there prophet has already declared that she's going to die she's going to die but it happened to a certain time that someone was criticizing the prophet and she stood there and she defended the prophet because of her saying the prophet says she's not going to die anymore she didn't just go and go there i listen to this i don't say she had to react and defend saying the right thing saying the positive thing talking about jesus I'm just going to finish. Musician can already come. Sometimes it takes a trial to show the visitation of the angel. The three Hebrews, the Daniel, in the Bible, no matter how desperate the situation could look, the angel was always there. No matter what you are going through, the angel is there. Just continue speaking the right thing and talk about Jesus Christ. You will see the angel doing the work. Amen. He's stronger than the enemy. He has promised that he will be the enemy to your enemies. He will be your adversary to your adversaries. Even Job, when he was in the, in the, in the persecution, he was in that trial. He cried in, to God in Job. He cried to his friends in Job 10, 12. Job, he says, God, your visitation for me, it is my favor. It is my comfort. God's visitation is the comfort. Let me read this, what the Bible says in Psalm 91, 11. For he shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. The devil tried to misplace this scripture, but it still applies to us. still applies to us. The devil cannot touch you, cannot go beyond the bloodline. One time, guys, he didn't understand why the prophet Elisha was so peaceful. He see the army of Syria coming. He didn't understand how the prophet can be so peaceful. The prophet told him, you know, 
We have more angels and people around. Those who are on our side are greater than those who are on the other side. Just, he just asked the God, God, may you open his eyes so that he can see those who are on our side. May God open our eyes to see those who are in our side. May God open the eyes to understand that the one who's inside of us is greater than the one who's on the outside. May God help us to focus on talking more about him than talking more about any other thing. Because it's the work of the enemy to diverse, to, to, to diverse our energy of talking or energy or the privilege to be talking about more our Savior than talking about any other thing. May God help us. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He. The Lord of Lords supreme throughout eternity. desire, Lord, for more of you. Don't let any distraction take us from the word of God. 
Let the things that gives that has virtue, things that have purity, things that are pure, Father, draw our attention. Father, we want the visitation from you. Father, you have already visited us, Father, with the mighty angels. Now we want that visitation in a personal way, in our heart, in our houses, in the place where we are, in our workplaces. We want the angel to be surrounding us, Father. It is our privileges. They are, they, those, some angels are our servants, Father, according to the word of God. But let the pit of fire continue to lead us more and more. We pray in Jesus Christ's name. Lord, I want that kind of blessing. When Jacob met the Lord upon that lonely night and wrestled there alone until the morning light, he won a princely title to gird him. 